Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 268, air date April 23rd, 2018. ஹாவர்ட் தமிழ்ச்சர் உலகம் முழுவதும் உள்ள தமிழர்களுக்கு மத்தியில் பல்வேறு மகிழ்ச்சியையும் பரபரப்பையும் ஏற்படுத்தியுள்ள இந்த ஹாவர்ட் தமிழ்ச்சர் ஒரு மிகப்பெரிய ஸ்கேம் ஒரு மிகப்பெரிய ஒரு மோசடி என்று அமெரிக்காவால் தமிழர் ஒருவர் கூறுகிறார் அவர் அவர் மிக சாதாரணமான மனிதராக மனிதரின் கூற்று என்று நம்மால் எடுத்துக்கொள்ள முடியாது அமெரிக்காவில் உள்ள தலைச்சிறந்த தலைச்சிறந்த விஞ்ஞானிகளில் ஒருவரும் இமெயிலை கண்டுபிடித்த தமிழருமான திரு சிவா அய்யாதுரை அவர்கள் ஹாவர்ட் தமிழ்ச்சர் ஒரு மிகப்பெரிய மோசடி என்று கூறுகிறார் இது பற்றி அவரிடமே நாம் விவாதிப்போம் வணக்கம் சிவா ஹாய் வணக்கம் நீங்க சொல்றீங்க இந்த தமிழ்ச்சார் வந்து இட்ஸ் பிக் ஸ்கேம் அப்படின்றீங்க right this is a this is a very very important question um throughout the world everyone thinks harvard is some great and prestigious institution for research and education right mm-hmm. that's what you probably believe and that's what a lot of people believe mm-hmm. and the reason people believe this is because this has been part of a active propaganda campaign done by harvard mm-hmm. but when you actually look at what harvard is which many of us in cambridge you know i've been in cambridge since 1981 mm-hmm. i came here in 1970 as an immigrant i went to mit have been in this area nearly 36 years mm-hmm. almost 40 years of my life mm-hmm. uh when you know did four degrees at mit so harvard is right down the street from mit uh so i know what harvard is and when you really look at it and you look at the finances of harvard harvard is fundamentally a hedge fund a hedge fund a wall street hedge fund it's an investment fund it has a university but that's just a very very small part of its business mm-hmm. meaning if you really look at harvard 2 billion dollars maybe 2 3 billion dollars goes to support the university operation administration etc but the real back end or the front end of harvard is a 40 billion dollar wall street hedge fund what is a hedge fund a hedge fund essentially you and i can start a hedge fund felix we can take money from other people and then we invest it in real estate in stocks and bonds gold jewelry diamonds in africa and then we get in uh, returns and those returns um go back into the hedge fund in a typical hedge fund we would get to keep 20% of the returns and 80% gets returned to the investors do you follow yeah yeah i do follow i do follow that's and, what a hedge fund see uh, it is not it is not tamil uh, alone it's there by i mean harvard has chairs for very various other languages for chinese for sanskrit and uh, is it don't you think this is a pride for tamils across the globe no it isn't because uh it's not a pride because let me tell you what what harvard does again you have to understand what harvard is otherwise people are just uh, blindly following frankly the white man this has been inculcated into the indian psyche since british colonialism as though anything that's done by the white man is something that's good and when i mean white man i don't mean people of color i mean these big institutions of power like british colonialism or harvard university but harvard fundamentally is a hedge fund it's a 40 billion dollar hedge fund so where does it get its money to invest okay okay where does it get that money well it gets its money from tuition right it gets students give money Uh, it gets its money from donors 
and it gets its money from very uh, other donors who give money to set up chairs and professorships. All right? Mm -hmm. It gets money from multiple sources. It takes that money, it invests it, it makes billions of dollars. Last year, Harvard made $7 billion in a capital campaign. $7 billion. The Thummel chair is $6 million, million. which is 0.1%, okay, of $7 billion. Harvard could easily write a check for that. But what Harvard does is it takes that money and it spends a substantial portion of it in marketing with mm-hmm. their nice Harvard logos, making people believe that they are this great institution for research and education. Like you said, make people think that it's a pride to be part of Harvard. But what Harvard does is it has its intellectuals who in history and language, anthropology, they actually rewrite history. Okay? Oh, yeah. So consider the opportunity, quote unquote opportunity, for our Tamilians. Okay? So here, a bunch of uh, very, very uh, wealthy Tamilians um, have gone out and created the Harvard Tamil Chair. Why? Because 30% of admissions into Harvard is what is called legacy admissions. Legacy. From what that donors. means is 30% of people get into Harvard based on not what they've done, but who they know. Okay? So that means if you, for example, Felix, give Harvard you know, a check for $10 million, I guarantee you, you and your, your children will get preferential treatment into admissions. You follow? Yeah, I, I do. So this guy, uh, Johnny Karaman gave 500000 right? Uh, Kamal Hassan gave 20000 All of these people, many of them who are not intellectuals, really are not that smart, want to be associated with Harvard because they think it increases their brand value. Do you follow? That's what this is about. So all these celebrities, many of them who are, frankly, not that smart, right? You mean Uh, to say Kamalashan is stupid to fund uh, for Harvard Tamil Chair? Oh, yeah, he's absolutely stupid. He's absolutely stupid because I know Kamal. I've met with him. Kamal and I have had very deep conversations about oppression, about caste system. Yet, at the end of the day, he looks up to Harvard because he wants to increase his brand equity. Okay. Because he thinks Harvard is some great institution. Uh, Kamal has no idea what Harvard is. And he's coming to the uh, Tamil conference tomorrow because he thinks it increases brand value. Of Kamal Hassan. Harvard is a exploitative institution. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. And you can take this to the bank. This is what Harvard's going to do. They're going to have some, frankly, uh, relative to the scholars of India, an idiot. If you look at this guy, I think Jonathan, uh, I forget his name, Ripley. If you go to the videos, he's teaching. Yeah, I've, I've seen the video. He's talking about Kai and Pai and Carl uh, and okay. all these. Yeah, this, I saw the video. Uh, we, we as brown-skinned people are going to elevate this white-skinned guy as though he is now going to teach us Tamil. Think about that. What that means is a PhD in Madras University or a PhD in Anamana University in Tamil will be lower than a PhD coming out of Harvard will be learning in the Kai and the Kai. You follow? <laughs> yeah. And then they will start rewriting because they will have access to all the palm leaf manuscripts. But that is what I'm also going to ask you. You, you, you another allegation that you made: uh, all our antiquities, all our artifacts will be will be will be accessed by uh, Harvard. What what is what is wrong in it? What is harm in it? And again, I'm, my question is: Harvard is technic uh, wise, Harvard is a much more advanced institution than any any other institutes. Why do you say that? Where do you get that? They, they produce the maximum. What's your allegation they, about that? You just made a factual statement, uh, 
Felix, yeah. saying Harvard is more advanced. Where are you getting that statement and you're saying other people are not? Why, if that is the case, why are billions of dollars, why are Americans sending digitization to India? Okay, why is outsourcing taking place in India? The, that's an absolutely false statement you just made. In fact, it's an ignorant statement. Don't take it personally. Harvard, Press, Harvard, Harvard okay. produces Felix, Harvard American Express, Citigroup, the biggest companies in the world are setting up in India to do their digitization, to do their data warehousing, to do their uh, data mining, etc. It's because okay? here it's the statement cheaper. you're making. Because it's a false statement. Here, the the manual, uh, the, the, the labor is so cheap. That's why that all the outsourcing processes are happening in uh, India. So let's not talk about that. Let's let, let my, my... No, no, no. not only labor is cheap. The intellectual India produces more engineers. It has massive amount of intellectual talent. So this is what you're diminishing. You see, if you look at the history of India, uh, up until 1800s, the British used to steal shipbuilding blueprints from India. And you have made another allegation that uh, the Harvard is dominated by Hebrew people, and they will they will manipulate and rewrite the history of Tamil. That's what that's another allegation that you made. No, no, I didn't. So you're again, you're making a false statement. So you need to correct that. I didn't say it's owned by Hebrew people. I said that the the history is that the Tamil Brahmi script is actually older, older than the Hebrew script, okay? And that people will attempt, chauvinists, not Hebrew people, but Hebrew chauvinists yeah. who want to, will try to show the preeminence of the Hebrew script as older than the Tamil Brahmi script, and the uh, Tamil Brahmi script is actually older. That's the point that I've made. You see, uh, it's pretty much well known that the Tamil language is probably the oldest language in the world. The civilization is probably the oldest civilization. But organizations like Harvard like to own history. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yep. They like to be the people who give the rubber stamp on what, what is true history and what is alleged history. So, for example, Tamil, Siddha, uh, Vaidyam, all those things actually are together. They're not split, right? The Tamil language and the origin of Siddha medicine and the lifestyle culturally all come together. You know, it would be very easy for Harvard. Now they can say, oh, we have the Tamil chair. We are the experts in Tamil. Do you follow what I'm saying? True. Felix? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Are, we are very stupidly, very in an enslaved mind, giving this institution, which actually is not that bright, the right to rewrite our history and give the rubber stamp of approval. This is the stupidity of it. And why is it being done? Because most of these people, the people are contributing high dollars, want to have affiliation so their children and their grandchildren can get into Harvard. They're literally selling the Tamil people. What's really disgusting is taking 60 cents, and, uh, one rupee, from a poor Indian kid in a village who themselves do not have any roofs on their own schools. That's absolutely disgrace. It's a disgraceful. Because Harvard University could ease... We, all of us know, listening to this, that Tamil is one of the oldest languages on the planet. Harvard, if they cared, would put easily $6 million, which would be 0.1% or 0.01% of their big endowment, and write a check. Why are we around raising money from young kids? Explain that to me. Why is a young kid in India who barely can get enough food, whose parents barely make enough money, sending their dollars to Harvard University? Does that make any sense? True. And did you did you did you speak to any of the uh, fundraiser? Did you try to explain them the hedge yeah. fund? You have to understand. A lot of these people are a bunch of stupid doctors. 
Doctors came to the United States and they made a lot of money doing surgeries, okay? Johnny Karaman is frankly just a dumb doctor, okay? When I called him up, I had two people on the phone, my assistant and another person, Arvind Kumar, who has been involved in this for many years. Arvind, uh, in fact, talked to Johnny Karaman a year ago. And Johnny Karaman said, yes, please send me your ideas. Arvind sent him a, a very detailed uh, 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 email saying why he should not do it. When I heard about it, the reason I heard about it is I got an, uh, a, t a Twitter message from some woman saying, hey, are you going to donate? And when I found out about this, I immediately called Johnny Karaman with Arvin and Michelle. And I said, what are you doing? You know, he said, oh, I didn't know what I was doing. You have to understand I'm a doctor. I don't know a lot. I thought this was the best thing to do. I said, he goes, what should I do? I said, you should stop it immediately. And he said, okay. Mm -hmm. You see, a lot of these people came to America you can make a lot of money in America doing surgeries, okay? Some of them are unnecessary. That's a different issue. Okay. But Johnny Ganaman made a lot of money. He doesn't know what to do with, <clears throat> excuse me, with his money. So one of his opportunities is to give it away. But he also, I'm, I guarantee you, is seeking benefits out of this. So the issue here is why are these people giving money to Harvard versus taking that money? And if they truly care about the Tamil language, giving it, to a Tamil Institute where we as Indians or Tamilians come together. Look, the best software engineers in the world are Tamil software engineers. That's a fact. 40% of Microsoft is Tamilians. Don't you think we could build an amazing digital version of a Tamil university online? Don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Exactly. So why is that not being done? And that's you have to follow the money. And these people have run a big propaganda campaign. I guarantee you it's quarterback out of Harvard. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I've been in the United States since 1970. I have never seen anything so precisely well organized. I guarantee it wasn't done by these guys. It was organized by Harvard University using these stupid people to tell everyone what a great thing is to bring the Harvard brand. Okay. You, you, it's prestige for the uh, Tamil people. It's actually absolutely opening up our gates so they could steal it. Even China. When they set up the Chinese language chair, they impose strict guidelines on Harvard. They're the ones who are dictating to Harvard who can be a, a professor. I don't know if you know that. You brought up China. We, on the other hand, uh, are not, not we, these people are literally selling the Tamil people and the Tamil language without any type of constraints. Have you seen any of the contracts? What no. will be the terms of engagement? Have you? No, I have not seen. Exactly. China... The Chinese government imposed very strict constraints. They said, we will run the committee. We will tell you, we will give you the choices of the three professors. You see, mm -hmm. these Tamilians or quote unquote Tamilians are so excited because it's a slave mentality, including Kamal Hassan, to be part of this, that they are basically bowing down as they did before during British colonialism. These people are globalists. They want to be so aligned with Harvard to help their children and their grandchildren. They don't give a damn about the Tamil people. You have you have you have also mentioned one more one more thing that uh, it it will be a loss for our artifacts. I mean artifacts, our treasures in terms of palm leaves, uh, no writings, and many of many many of our antiquities will will be lost, will be stolen by Harvard. Why do you say that? How do you say that? Look, I don't know if you know, I, I'm a Fulbright scholar. My my uh, Fulbright scholarship was at Siddha and Systems Biology. 
So I know a little bit about this. My father is an eminent Tamil scholar. My dad actually started the first Tamil Sangam in New York. You can look it up, Mr. Vallepayadurai. My dad actually led a protest at Harvard, which is also online. So I come from a family which is truly dedicated to the Tamil cause. So when you look at the digitization process, look, everything is digital now, right? True. We live in a digital world. When you get, look, if you go to Harvard, one of their museums, you try to take a photograph, you know what it says? It says no photographs, right? You go to the museums of Western, no photographs. Yet these, frankly, very, very stupid people, I, I in fact want to call them idiots, are giving the rights for digitization of hundreds of thousands of palm leaf manuscripts to Harvard. Do you know what the terms of that agreement are? No. Do I know what those terms are? Do the Tamil people know? I don't, do I don't think so. Do we, have we seen the terms of agreement? Look, I do a lot of businesses. When you give intellectual property to another organization, you have a very strict agreement, right? True. Where are those agreements and who has, who is signing off on that? Those palm leaf manuscripts are not the property of the, of the Harvard Tamil do, chair. Do, do They're you, the property of the Indian people. Do you doubt that the, the copyrights of all these pamphlets and, and palm leaves and other artifacts are will be claimed by uh, Harvard? The copyright will be claimed by Harvard? I, I, think, I think you're missing the point here, uh, Felix. Here's the point, okay? When you have an institution like Harvard, where you're giving so much... Uh, pride and joy to, quote-unquote, so much respect to, they will take these digitized manuscripts. For example, they could write a, a journal paper in a history magazine, okay, saying Tamil is uh, not an old language, okay, or Tamil, uh, so the Siddha medicines are not that advanced. You follow? True. I follow. Yeah. Now, once that journal paper is written, they will refer to all these manuscripts Everyone throughout the world will say, oh, Tamil is, 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 a, is a garbage language, okay? Because they have that ability, using their uh, stamp of quote-unquote approval, to dictate his history. So thereafter, every other scholar will say, oh, Harvard said Tamil is this. Harvard said Tamil is this. They become what's called the primary source. This is a part in academia that you don't understand and people need to understand, so I'm trying to educate you here. Primary source citation is how truth is coming. You keep using the word alleged, right? Yep. Well, then what is truth? Who is determining truth, Felix? Truth is determined by a small set of scholars, like the old Brahmanical priesthood, okay? A bunch of people get together. They say this is truth, and every other person says that's truth, right? Now we are giving these manuscripts and the right to digitize, and more importantly, we're, we as Tamilians are setting up a chair at Harvard, which means we are giving them approval to do that. Do you follow? True. Mm. So what that means is whatever they write in journals will become the truth. And that truth will become percolated for thousands of years as fact. So when I say, hey, Tamil is the oldest language, you'll say, oh, that's alleged. And you'll say, Harvard said blah, 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 blah. You see, that's the way information flows. Academic scholars create, create truth. And then you guys in the media refer back Probably, to academia, yeah. and then the masses think, oh, the media told me this, it came from Harvard, therefore it's truth. So this is a very, very incredibly important point that I'm making here. We are literally taking the oldest manuscripts of the Tamil people, their history, and we're telling Harvard, we're giving you rights to determine what's truth here. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Shiva. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Sure. Thank you.
It's a pleasure.